What's going on, everybody? This is the Sheep Get Sheared Podcast. I am your host, Austin Creed. And on this show, we talk about politics, people, and popular culture. Welcome to the show. Where today we're talking about inflation and insane spending. For any of you who've been keeping up with the debt ceiling incident in Congress, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the national debt and how it's changed, how it's varied, especially within the last hundred years. And finally, we're going to bring up a more ancient history example of King Ludwig II of Bavaria. So if you're in, you're in for a good show, we're talking about history, we're talking about present day, and we're talking about money. Strap in, we're going to play the intro, and we'll get on with the show. And we are back. Folks, for any of you who've been paying attention to the national debt, you know that it's been going out of control, especially within the last couple years. And that's mostly due to the media actually talking about inflation. Now, I don't know if you know this, but inflation wasn't actually supposed to exist. We had this thing called the gold standard. For a long period of time, up until, I believe it was Richard Nixon. I want to make sure that I'm not wrong about that. Yes, it was Nixon who took us off the gold standard. And ever since then, your money has been just that paper money with nothing to back it up. Back in the day, it didn't work like that. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about... We're going to get the history part out of the way. For those of you who like history, like myself... We're going to touch a little bit about King Ludwig II of Bavaria. Now, most of you have probably never heard of this man unless, of course, you really care about history, European history specifically. But here's the... here. I'll set the background for you. So, you may be asking why am I talking about this rather obscure man in a long-forgotten country by the majority of people out there who barely know anything about American history much less European history. But King Ludwig II is known for his profligate spending and bankrupting of his own nation. He was obsessed with using the money that he had had been bestowed upon him by the people to create a copy of the Versailles Palace and he spent it on building castles, not only the Versailles one, he spent it on a new one. Oh, goodness. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce this. The Neutronstein, I think that's how you pronounce it. I could have butchered that badly. I apologize if I did. But it's a pretty well-known place if you look it up. He based it off of the Christian kingship of the Middle Ages. He built, a, like I said, a new copy of the Versailles Castle. He was obsessed with feeling like a king. He used the latest tech and used very elaborate paintings and architects to create this fantasy world for himself to feel like a king. According to the research that I've done, he built all these things because 
He wanted to build this fantasy world far removed from reality so that he could feel like a real king. Does that ring a bell with anybody with how the Democrats, especially, are using the money? Driving up inflation through the roof for you, for me, for the average everyday Americans out here? So we could pay for them to drive nicer cars, have more money to do less with than give it to their cronies? I, I want to read you a couple statistics here from the Treasury Department. How much do you think, and I, I want you to, you can hit me up on Twitter at Creed if you want to respond to this before you, list, you finish listening to this podcast episode. But I want, if you... I feel so inclined, I want you to, before I give you the answer, I want you to be honest. Before I give you this answer, go ahead and find me on Twitter at Aussie Creed and tweet me what you think the answer to this question is. How much do you think the U.S. government has spent in the 2023 fiscal year? I'm about, I'll read you the number, but if you feel so inclined, hit me up on Twitter and tell me how much you think that we've spent, because the number will make your hair stand on end. Hey, look. According to the Treasury Department, we have spent $3.15 trillion in this one physical year. Unbelievable. 3.15 trillion. Now that's up from last year by 359 bill. Now keep in mind, inflation is through the roof, and their answer is to, uh, oh, we'll spend and print more money. We will create this inflation, so called, uh, we'll create this, this inflation bill. So we're going to spend more money to try to fix the money problem. You hear this? This is their solution. And you wonder why I don't trust politicians and I call them paid liars. In my opinion, politicians are paid puppeteering liars. Because of this exact reason. It's always about money. If you want to know anything about anybody in politics or in the private sector, follow the money. Because the money doesn't lie. This... <laughs> I'll read you what it says here in this Treasury, this federal spending overview. It says, If the government spends more than it collects in revenue, then there is a budget deficit. If the government spends less than it collects in revenue, then there is a budget surplus. That's basic economics for those of you who don't know. In the physical year of 2022, the government spent $6.27 trillion which was more than it collected in revenue, resulting in a deficit, which is an addition to the national debt. Yes, that is correct. The federal government spending pays for everything from Social Security, Medicare, military, highway maintenance, building construction, research, education, you name it. Now, what they don't mention they pay for is the government bureaucracy 
and all the pensions for these people who basically don't do jack. That's what they're not telling you. They'd have you believe that this is all necessary spending and they need every and they need every single dime of it. Wrong. They don't need all that money. They need most of that money for the bureaucracy, not for why is it if they if it's only if they want to highlight social security medicare military why is it everybody in their grandmas talking about we need to spend less on the military we don't need it even though china is gearing up for war russia is at war in ukraine and we're basically fighting a proxy war there in my opinion and yet they want to try to tell you and me in this report that it's Really only for Medicare, Social Security, military, highway maintenance, building, education, and research. That's what they'd have us believe. And they think that we're stupid enough to buy this. And that and keep in mind, last year they spent six point two seven. So far in this year, they've already spent half of that. And the year is not halfway over. And Joe Biden ran on being this unifier. Yeah, we're, he's unifying all of us in poverty. <laughs> he's driving up taxes, which he said he wouldn't do. I don't know how people... Oh, look at this. They broke down the spending. Oh, this should be great. Y'all, y'all ready for this one now? You want to hear this? It says U.S. spending report of 2022. This should be a really interesting one. I hope y'all are ready for this. Hey, look! It says 19% they spent on Social Security, 15% on health. That's it. Just health. I don't know what that means. Because they have Medicare, they have Medicaid down here as a whole separate thing, but yet they just have health as 15%. Very detailed report, Treasury Department, thanks. 14% income security. Okay, I don't know what that means either. I'll, I'll tell you how much each agency spent in the next, because that's the next step. Uh, 12% national defense. Only 12%, and they have it in the top, look at it, I'll tell you something, you ready for this? Look at the top three categories they mentioned of where this 6.27 trillion went to was Social Security, Medicare, and the military. Well, according to this, it says National Defense is 12%, Medicare is 12%, so far we're only up to 24%. And I guarantee you, the last one ain't as good. Social Security is 19%. So if we do some quick math on that, there's a lot left up for grabs. And yet they say that's a top three, when only one of those isn't actually in the top three of where the spending went. Medicare, 12%. Education, 11%. Net interest, 8%. That's just paying interest on our existing debt. Was 8% of spending. Almost a tenth 
was just on the interest that we owe. But if you have a personal budget and you're paying 10% of your budget to just interest on your credit cards or personal debt, uh, you need some serious help. I'm not a financial advisor, but you should probably do something about that. VA, 4%. Transportation, 2%. General government, which I, I assume they're trying to mean is the bureaucracy, which I do not believe for a second. They say 2%, and then others, 1%. Now, let's get to the agency part. The agency part says 26% was to health and human services. 20% Social Security. 19% Department of the Treasury. 12% Pentagon. 10% Education. 4% VA. 4% Ag. 2% Transport. 2% Personnel Management. And then 1% one, 1 of the budget goes to Homeland Security. 1% of the budget goes to Homeland Security. They're spending only 1% in defending our own national security. <laughs> and this is on the government website. I didn't pull this up from some obscure tabloid. This is literally in the treasury.gov. An official website of the U.S. government. And they admit they spend 1% on national security. On homeland security, 1%. I, one percent. My God. Oh, you oh my, ladies and gentlemen, is this what you want for your tax dollars? Now this is your tax money. This isn't the government's money. This is your money. The government steals from you. While saying that they need it to ensure the health and safety of all people. How are they protecting the health and safety of the people if they're mostly spending it on just giving stuff to people and then 1% on safety? 1% on Homeland Security and then 12% on the Pentagon. 13% of the national budget is for security and then... 46% is, 26 is on actual health and human services. 20% is just social security. Okay. This is why we're going broke. This is exactly why we're going broke. We're not spending a lot of money on the Department of Agriculture to get more people fed. We're just handing out money. You can't just hand out money. You can't just be bleeding revenue. Horrible. This is why the national debt is growing, which leads me to my next point. The national debt. The national debt, the total national debt, has skyrocketed in the last hundred years. It says, for those of you who don't know American history all that well, I'll give you a brief overview. It started, obviously, at the American Revolutionary War. And they owed $75 million by January 1st of 1791, which is a lot of money back in the day. A lot. When a dollar was, like, a fortune for a child. 
Now, over the next 45 years, the debt continued to grow until 1835 when it notably shrank due to the sale of federally owned land and cuts to the federal budget. Cuts to the federal budget. We need to do that now. We should have done it yesterday. You mean to tell me that you can actually shrink the budget and not just say, oh, we're going to spend more money to rack up more debt? Remember when people used to run on de decreasing the national debt, paying it off, getting rid of it, diminishing it? Remember when that used to be an actual running strategy for politicians? Now they don't even talk about it because it's so bad. Now let's get back to the numbers. It says the debt grew over 4,000% through the course of the American Civil War, increasing from 65 mil in 1860 to $1 billion in 1863. In three years, the debt grew by 4,000%. And by the end of the war, it was at $2.7 billion. That's a huge boom. Now, that was a that was the Civil War. I'm not making excuses, but that if there's an excuse to be made, that's about the best that you anybody can come up with right there. Now, they note recent spikes and by recent I mean sometime within the last like <laughs> 50 years. <laughs> it says Notable recent events that have triggered large spikes in the debt includes Afghanistan and Iraq. Tell that to Joe Biden who left a ton of equipment in Afghanistan while we've still been getting money to the Taliban. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Am I not supposed to mention that? Yeah, you can look that one up too. It's a real thing. The 2008 Great Recession, for those of you who remember that, I was a younger kid, so I didn't fully understand it. But I've learned more about it as I've grown older, and it is disgusting what people got away with. The robber barons of our time, I'll tell you. Ugh. Anyways, well, and then the COVID-19 pandemic, obviously. So let's look at some more data. It says, tax cuts, stimulus programs, increased government spending, and decreased tax revenue caused by the wipeout of widespread unemployment generally accounts for the sharp rises in the national debt. I would highlight the increased government spending. Let me ask you something. Yes, you listening to the show. And, and if you want to answer, feel free to actually shoot me an answer on Twitter if you want. But I want to ask you, what parts of the government spending would you cut? What do you think is too overblown... What would you think, what would you classify as more pork barrel spending that should be cut immediately? Because we're talking about tax cuts. I think we should have fat cuts. Cut the fat out of the budget. Fat has a lot of calories for those of you who know nutrition. You want to get as little of it as possible. So why do we have so much of it in our spending budget in our country? Stimulus programs was just handing out free money. Now, for those of you who know anything about economics, you know that the whole thing was a giant fake-out. They said, oh, you want money? We'll give you money. 
Well, in turn, by giving you money, they put more money into the economy, which then drove the prices up, so it defeated the whole purpose and helped fuel the inflationary cycle we're seeing today. They, they put a bandage on the problem, and the bandage didn't do jack. It made it worse. They didn't actually treat the infection. They just said, we'll put a little bandy, we'll put a little boob, we'll put a little bandage over the boo-boo, and we'll pretend like it's all good. While we're ignoring the festering wound that's actually there. But if you have a solution to this increased government spending that the Treasury Department is talking about, feel free to let me know. Because I have my own personal thoughts about it, but I want to hear yours. Now, people talk about tax cuts. I am in favor of tax cuts, and I'll tell you why. It is the rich who can fuel the economy, not the poor. As opposed to what the communist scumbags would have you believe, they think, oh, the worker, we need the workers of the world unite. Oh, I'm Bernie Sanders. I want all the workers of the world to unite. Yeah, that's not how you fix stuff. You give, people don't just become rich by accident. Somebody in their bloodline, somebody being them, had to create capital. They had to take risk. They had to actually get there. Almost without exception, not that I can think of, it wasn't just handed to them. Somebody had to earn it. Now, it might have been passed down through generational wealth, but somebody had to earn that. We should reward the people who actually achieve instead of trying to lift up the lowest common denominator. That's why we're seeing this slow and gradual collapse of the middle class. Because by trying to raise... The people out of poverty who can't raise themselves out of poverty. You're just grouping the middle class with the poor. That's why I'm a fan of cutting taxes. Because it should force the government to cut back on their spending. That's what should happen. And that's why I, sh I am very proud of um, the secretary. Um... Mr. McCarthy, for not backing down on this debt limit and this debt ceiling. I appreciate you, Mr. Speaker, for not giving in and not rolling over to the Democrats who want to spend your money, your children's money, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren's money, and bankrupt you, putting you back in chains. And that goes across racial lines, by the way. Because make no mistake about it, that's what debt is. Debt is indentured servitude at best and slavery at worst. And by doing this, they are bankrupting you. They are selling you, yes you, listening to this show, selling you down the river so they can hold a small, small amount of power. That's why they're selling you down the river. Now, the people have to hold some and shoulder some of this blame too. Because we are a government of the people. If the people didn't put up with this, then they wouldn't get away with it. But they do. They let them get away with it. If you stood up and you said, I don't want the debt to go up. I want the fat to be cut from the budget. And I refuse to have my future sold down the river. And my children's future, my grandchildren's future, to be sold down the river 
so you can hold on to power for another few years. We might see some actual change in this country. But instead, people like to just feel comfortable. They like to feel warm, cozy, and content. Well, it's not enough for me. And it shouldn't be enough for you. I'm sick and tired of it. And they're demonizing the Republicans for trying to hold the Democrats accountable, or, or the demon cats, as I like to refer to them to. Shout out to Michael Savage. The demon cat party. It's disgusting. All these headlines, the Washington Post, Politico, New York Times, Business Insider. They, Who cares what AOC has to say? She's a know-nothing. She's a, a light version of Bernie Sanders. She's the woman, young woman version of Bernie Sanders, who is the most dangerous political person today or ever in this country. Look at this. The Washington Post, or the Washington Compost, as Mark Levin likes to call it. Look at this headline. It says, Republicans and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy hold closed-door talks. Closed door talks as if they're trying to screw you. As if they're trying to fleece you for more money. While they're the ones doing the opposite. They're the ones trying to make sure the debt ceiling is not raised. And you're not sold further down the river. But yet, they're the evil ones. Why? Oh, well, I'm so glad you asked. It's because the Democrats and the media, they're in the same camp. They pat each other's backs. How do you think it is that Joe Biden, in my opinion, and through a lot of evidence, is a complete criminal and a fraud? Or his son Hunter and the laptop scandal that's going on, the whistleblower, someone's seeking a whistleblower status from the IRS to blow the lid off this whole thing. And yet, nobody's talking about this when the Washington Compost or anywhere else. No one's talking about any of this. And all the meanwhile, with all this bread and circus that they're talking about in the news, the debt is going up, inflation is ramping up, your dollar is worth less, people are buying gold in droves, and you, yes you, the taxpayer, are footing the bill. Not them. You. You, my friends, are fitting the bill. Do you think it's ever possible to pay off this debt that we currently have? Nope. I don't think so either. So they say, oh, we'll just ramp it up more. Do you think that that's going to fix the problem? Oh, we can't fix it right now, so we're just going to drive it up more. Is that going to work? My friends, I want you to be aware of what's going on, and I want you to be righteously outraged like me. Now, I don't want you to do anything crazy or act out. I want you to be informed. I want you... I need, I need the Tea Party to come back in this country. I need a peaceful movement to return to this country to bring sanity back 
Let logic come back. Let reason come back. Have God come back. And yet here we are. Spending money like, like literally it grows on trees. And then they talk about climate change and how we need more trees. And how we're going to all be living on an ice flow with the, the polar bears that they photoshop, allegedly. So how do you make sense of all this? How do you avoid these King Ludwig II of Bavaria types in Congress, in the executive branch? How do you avoid these people? Well, you can't. You need to vote them out of office. And we need to stop them from spending your money and buying votes with your money using these social programs. Make no mistake about it. They are using your money to buy votes. So technically it's not illegal. It's just unethical in my opinion. The national debt is out of control. The debt ceiling needs to stay where it is. Because otherwise it's just going to make it worse later on. My friends, I want you to not just listen to this show, move on with your life, and not take action. I'm just a voice in the wilderness. I can't do it all on my own. If you want to support the show, if that's your way of helping, you can find me on Twitter at Aussie Creed. And there's a link there to the Patreon. So if you feel so inclined to have your voice be heard there and to support the show, I would be very indebted to you. Or even if it's, if it's just organizing in your neighborhood or at your workplace or anywhere else and just saying, not being afraid to talk to people and say, hey, yeah, I'm not about what's going on in the government right now. I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't like that... The pork barrel spending has never been worse and that these people are quite frankly acting like criminals. And don't don't get all upset about how people look at you. Like you're the glitch. Like you're crazy. I talked about mental health yesterday. Because I think it's very apparent that if you go against like what Khrushchev said in the Soviet Union, they viewed mental illness a symptom of mental illness was speaking against what was socially normal or accepted. Well, my friends, that's what we as conservatives, Republicans, independents, that's what former ex-Tea Party people, that's what we believe in. That's who we are. We're not part of, the, part of this woke culture. We're not part of the LGBTQ plus community. Most likely, if you are, that's fine. But most of us aren't. But don't be don't let them silence you. Don't be afraid to talk about inflation or the insane spending on the Democrats. Don't be afraid to talk about social issues that bother you. I don't want you to be afraid. Cause they want you to be afraid. I don't want that for you. Well my friends, we've reached the end of the show. I appreciate all of you making it this far, if you have. I know that my cup of passion doth overflow. But I'm. if you make it this far, I know yours is too. 
and I speak for you, and I'm honored to do so. God bless you, God bless your family, and God bless this great country of America. You have a fantastic rest of your day. I'm out of here.